Welcome back to the Sunday Confessional. I'm Jim. I guess I'm the host. I guess I'm the con- partial contributor. We're going to hear less of me this week, though. We're going to hear more of Jess. We think. Because well, that's what everybody wants to hear. The best feedback we've gotten is I talk too much. <laughs> so, that taboo button, if I start talking too much, Fair. Shut the fuck up, Jim. Fair. Good. I Jess. will employ the taboo button. Good. Give us a what's up. What's up? <laughs> okay. We are... I say that, of course, and then I'm going to start by giving a whole <laughs> monologue here. And then we'll try and have me talk, like, not at all. But our first confession isn't a confession, but it's kind of my confession, but it's kind of... I don't know what it is, but it, it's a story I want to share with everybody it's one of my favorite stories um but it's about experiences i don't know why this like resonated with me recently but it's about experience like people have different experiences of the same event yeah okay let me back this up i want to preface this that we were just talking about a particular story in your life um and you were telling me about it and then you were like i'm not sure that the other participant in this story uh saw it the same way yeah and then we phoned that person and so jim can get into it but it was basically just like uh this is what i believe and this is how much it meant to me um i hope it meant the same to that other person and if it didn't that's okay too and so um yeah which and, and maybe part of that also is like you know and it, it's about my brother so and, and he knows we're sharing this story so um but like i, I hope when he hears the story, again, regardless of how his experience was, but hearing my experience and sharing how much the story meant to me, um, I really hope, at very least, put a smile on his face. So I guess if you have an experience out there that meant a lot to you, share it with that other person, I think is maybe where we're trying to go with this, right? Um, and so I'm gonna give the story here. It's a little bit long-winded, so just bear with me here. Um, and actually, okay, so I just got a notice on my Facebook today that it was like 10 years ago that this happened. Yeah. And so we were trying to figure out if it was like 10 years ago today that I went to fake Russian jail and we'll get into that story (laughs) later. So, um, hit the confessional booth on Sunday. If you want to hear my story about when I went to to Russian jail, um, (laughs) it's a pretty funny story and it's not real Russian jail, but it's fake Russian jail. Um, anyway, so 10 years ago. Like, For the record, I heard that on like our second date, and I was like, "What am I doing? Like, <laughs> who am I getting involved with? Like, oh my god!" But anyway, this story was great, and so if you want to hear it, you have to. Some, someone's got to focus on yeah, that one. Someone's there, got to focus. There, there's the leader, but um, yeah. So I was in Russia because ten years ago to the, this week, my brother was in the Sochi Olympics. Um, and for his sports skeleton, which is super cool. Uh, anyway. The crux of the story is he finished seventh. It's a bunch of bullshit. Everyone, basically, everyone who finished in front of him, except for maybe one or two guys, cheated. Three of them were Russians who have been implicated in um, in the doping, doping scandal. Yeah. Um, and, and in that Icarus documentary, which I also appear <laughs> in, which is cool. But they didn't send me a fucking Oscar, which is bullshit. But whatever, that doesn't really matter. He's on the screen for zero point zero two seconds. But carry on. I didn't get you, an Oscar. You're still I, in it. I, I'll give you that. I thought I stole the show, but whatever. Um, anyway, and then so anyway, I think everybody 
most people who finished in front of my brother cheated, but if they did, fuck them. <laughs> if they didn't, then good on. But anyway, so the experience here is, so my brother had his first run. It was kind of shitty. All his friends, all our family who came down, and I love all those people that came down to support him, his friends that flew across the world. It's meaningful to me. I can only imagine how meaningful it is to, to Johnny that that they flew to little old Russia to go see him. Super little, cool. Little old Russia. But, um, but yeah, so they're all up at the start. I'm at the finish. It's just me. He comes across the line, and he's a little salty because it wasn't very good. Um, and, like, you know, when you're at the Olympics, I'm sitting in a grandstand that has, I don't know, a thousand people in it or something like that. And he's there, and he's obviously not happy. I don't know where he was after first one, like 12th, 13th, whatever. I'll get that wrong. He'll crack me later. Um, but something like that. And then, like, the week before, he had finished third. So, like, he was obviously hoping to medal. That kind of set him up to, like, be in a tough spot right out of the get-go. And, um, and he's sitting there on like a chair after whatever. And me and him have this like nonverbal communication to each other. We're like, I kind of shrug, give him a couple thumbs up and he's all mad. And I'm like, well, yeah, it wasn't great. But, and, and we had this like very, like I said, nonverbal communication that, um, was probably the coolest experience I've ever had with my brother. It was on like the world stage for his sport. He's in the fucking Olympics. Like first run, okay, it's like you got down, you're officially in my books, now you're officially an Olympian. Yeah. Like that's super cool, right? Still haven't been able to convince him to get the tattoo of the Olympic rings, but he needs <laughs> to do that. Anyway, Johnny, you gotta do that. But um anyway, so he does that and and I know from talking to him, like he had conversations with his coach most importantly with his wife um you know but i I sit there and i like to take credit in my own brain um maybe that's the absolute massive ego on me (laughs) 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 but uh but like you know his next run he absolutely killed it right and he moved up a whole bunch of spots right and you know i look at that and it was just like world stage everything my experience of that was a i'll never forget that entire moment and thinking about it makes me actually like pretty emotional actually to go back to like hearing about you in russian jail on the second date like the reason i heard about it was because you also shared this experience with me on our second date and that whole moment of that is like the idea of that is that this is such a big was such a big moment for you is such a big moment for you is such a powerful story of you know um your story between you and your bro and like i think that's so incredible like he was he was on a world stage he is competing for you know such a beautiful wonderful freaking accolade right but yet you two had this most like very like i don't i don't want to call it simple because that that makes light of it but it's like you had the most beautiful simple connection which was crazy it was so cool right and like i think that's so powerful like it if you take the top five experiences in my entire life one and two no question are my kids yeah being born um that one definitely ranks in the top five i love hearing that and 
and my point on this like different experiences you know i experienced it one way of this like most meaningful impact it's had on me um thinking about that and, and you know whenever you know i worry about my and my brother's relationship even or whatever like i do think of that and that will always have that bond will always have that absolutely that moment yeah um and i've shared with my brother multiple times how important it is to me um but i'm also very cognizant that his experience in that moment is very different. Well, it's vastly right? different, likely, because he <laughs> he's competing to win an Olympic medal. Like, yeah. his brain is set on, like, let's go. Like, his brain is so in tune with his sport, um, so in tune with calculating how he's going to compete. Like, Well, and even that, like, that first run not being great, and in my mind being like, yeah, like, I got him there. Right? Yeah, yeah. I love telling myself yeah, that. Yeah. I 100% know <laughs> that if anybody got him there, it was his wife. 100%. Right? Yeah. I know, like, they've told us that they had a conversation as well. And, you know, for anyone that's listened to this podcast and knows his wife, I, I've actually never asked them what they talked about. Mm-hmm. Right? For two reasons. Um, well, actually, really only one reason, and it's, I guess, I, I don't want to pry. Like, well, that's a private, if they want to share it, they, yeah. yeah, if they want to share it, great. Um, but, like, I think that's a very special moment to them. I agree. And I'm going to guess that's what got him rolling for his next go. I agree. Anyways, he fucking killed it on his next couple. And I don't know, when, when I, whenever I bring this up with my brother, Number one, it puts the biggest smile on my face. You see it every time. Um, It gives me this immense source of pride talking about it um, and talking about him. And, you know, if anyone ever had that experience where I was sitting in my brother's chair, I would just have a massive amount of happiness that I, I was part of someone else's big experience like that. So even if we don't experience things the same way, share your experiences. Yeah. Share how amazing something small to somebody. Don't yeah, don't I not think, share it because it may be a small thing to them. I think them. that's what you're saying. Like you might think that like, you know, in your mind something may be small to you, but you don't know the impact that it had on somebody else, or vice versa. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you don't know the impact you're having on somebody. Um, and this kind of came up in a a pod uh, or a confession that we got last weekend I think it was but it was like somebody wrote something in and it was just like you know like you've allowed me to use this space to share something very intricate um, I will say Um, I don't want to totally get into it but it was like something that happened to somebody else in their life and like they've never been able to get off their chest that they're unable to like support this human and you know the the pod or the confessions allowed them to say something that they've never been able to and, and they just really like thanked us for for putting this space out there and so um again you know we get a lot of flack sometimes or at least we have recently on, on uh, the confessions um 
but we also realize that this space also encourages people to like share what they want to share and um in saying like you know this space may mean a lot to somebody else and this space may be looked down on yeah to another person and it's the same thing as an experience like you never know what you're putting out in the world and you never know like how it's being received positive or negative right yeah. and well and maybe i'll just kind of double down on that right like in terms of sharing those things like i had a good friend of mine reach out recently with just a how are you doing buddy like he knows what i'm going through in my life and um our chat about that was pretty brief but like you know and he knows who i am because i knocked the ball 100 yards past him on the golf course <laughs> um even though he's six foot four six foot five and i am not that but um it's just him asking that like my experience is just to that is a friend who cares about what's going on in my life right now and he under he knows my life isn't super simple and easy it's not um, all, all roses. and uh, what, a, what an amazing text to get and and being able to tell him that after just how much I appreciated that felt really good for me and I hope if it made me f- feel really good to say to him that I hope it gave him one out of ten. It gave me ten out of ten. Which is such a good point, too. Like, and we've talked about this a little bit previously, but there's, like, you know, I don't think it's as easy for men to be as vulnerable as it is as women, right? And so, like, for men, A, to reach out and be like, hey, buddy, how are you actually doing? And then also for, you know, another male to respond and be like, I'm not not actually great. This is what's going on in my life. there's so much power in that where like I think historically women have been a little bit more open or a little bit more vocal around like I'm not doing great and this is why and we just it's kind of part of our nature right but but there's you know that's a joke giving them because at the same time like we are you know navigating those trenches together I guess and men typically don't do that and so I I think it's really wonderful to see that like you know, even just watching you through your current journey or whatever, but like watching men being open to that space and open to communicating appropriately. It, it's so cool and it's it's been so helpful for me to have, you know, some really close friends who do ask and care. And, you know, like my one friend who did, you know, it took us about three texts back and forth before he called me an Oompa Loompa and that's right on brand. And, um, and I love that, right? Like that's what we do, right? We're going to, how are you doing? You okay? Great. Now let's shit talk each other. And I loved every minute of it. And it just felt like a, a safe and wonderful space to be able to say that but also know that it wasn't going to be 101 questions that we could also just move on and totally talk about the golf and talk about you know whatever else that we do talk about um <laughs> his 49ers lost though he's a big Niners fan yeah, like and uh and they lost which is a bummer and I haven't chirped him for that yet but you I mean I, I was, give him a day right Super Bowl was just yesterday you I gotta know. let him lick his wings. problem is like I don't have a, a football team as I sit here in a Dallas Cowboys 
Cowboys. hoodie, but like I'm not really a Cowboys fan. I don't really have a team. Um, but like because of him, I cheer for the Niners in those games. So that kind of sucked. But um, anyway, I. I just can't get the meme out of my head about Mahomes being Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and A, because he looks like him, but B, because he also sounds like him. And I just realized that today, so I always thought he looked like him. And then today I was like, oh, I heard him do like a, a press conference or, you know, a pressy. And I was like, oh my God, he sounds like him too. So like... It's that glass shattering. You'll never be able to hear or look at him without thinking never. of Kermit now. I'm always going to think Kermit. Okay, as we're talking about Muppets, Elmo... I, okay, I what lo- about him? Well, did you see the... Tw- so Elmo put out a tweet recently. I, I didn't know Elmo had his own in- or his own Twitter, but... His um, own X, remember? No, it's, it still a, it's still a tweet. No, I, I'm old enough. It's still a tweet. But, um, but it was just like, life's tough. How are you doing? Shut up. And then there was a lot of people talking about like difficulties that are going on with their life. And it, and it became this big, grandiose thing. Like... Even, I can't believe I didn't see this because, yeah. like, this is right up my alley and I love oh, it. Oh, yeah, Google it after and, like, you'll find it. And, like, even, like, President Biden, wow. like, tweeted back to it being, like, this is great to, like, talk about mental health and, like, get it out there. And who better than Elmo? Like, if you're going to tell your difficulties to someone, tell it to Elmo. Way to rip it back to Sesame Street. Like, seriously. We all grew up. Wait, Kermit isn't... Uh, oh, they're different... They're different. Different brands. Okay, I, My bad. <laughs> okay, whatever. We're talking puppets here, um, but... Sometimes I'm up, I'm up and up here. Sometimes I beat Jim. It's oh, very man. rare, but occasionally. Um, and that actually was very happenstance. I didn't even realize that you did that. Um, but yeah, Sesame Street. And like, remember like when we grew up, we just had like basic cable. We didn't have streaming services. We'd sit and watch yeah. Sesame Street. That was way to bring, which also, oh, that's a topic for another pod because now I'm going deep into like, do we feel vulnerable because now we're at a childlike state that we can say back to Elmo? Oh, yeah. So that's a whole, we got to think on that one. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to plan that out because I don't, I have a million thoughts going through my head and I don't really know where to start. But like, all I know is like, if I were to talk to Elmo, I would feel like a very safe spot, which is super weird but this is also crazy because i just cleaned my toy room at my house yesterday and um i had i threw talking to elmo in a donation perfect a kid will get a talking (laughs) but now but now a kid who needs an elmo will get an elmo no i agree entirely and it's wonderful it's just funny timing yeah okay we got our our next confession you're gonna have to pull it up on your phone here okay because i don't have it so, what, as she's pulling that up, we tried to record this, and apparently I'm not allowed pens, because I was clicking a pen the entire time, and all you could hear is a clicking, and it was the most insanely painful thing to listen oh, to, so we had to scrap 90% of it, because I'm an idiot, but, <laughs> so I'm not allowed to have things to play with, unless they're quiet. It was so. obnoxious. <laughs> so, she was only allowed quiet, quiet things to play with. <laughs> Okay, you you go. Okay, this is the confession. And we're kind of taking this a different direction from what we've been talking about. So, uh, this is the right one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started a new workout routine after Christmas. 
and my friend is helping with my food. I've lost four pounds, but lost nearly four inches off my belly. So many other amazing benefits. Sleeping, mood, and sex drive is better. It's a good, good day. Loving my workout time now instead of dreading it. Number one, whoever wrote that, so proud of you for like getting going on something as a in the new year. It's not easy to keep going. Like we're in mid Feb here, and mm-hmm. like like good on you. But well, there's no but. But I guess the but there is just. Talk to us about how your New Year's resolutions are going. <laughs> um, and talk to us about like your your plan for your health journey this year. What were they? They were get hotter and get richer? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Health journey has failed to start, but it's, it's okay. delayed. It's delayed. It's Let's delayed. look at it. It's delayed. It's delayed. And the only reason it's delayed, and I get some DMs from people, and I love them, that are like... Um, if you've been here a while, you used to see I would post some photos of my legs in the gym, and, and the girls love them, and it gets people excited. And uh, people are like, I've been missing those legs in the gym. Like, where are they? Um, and to be fair, you know, I use the gym out of the office tower that I work out of, and it's been closed. Um, my office tower, I swear to God, has been doing renovations. I'm not even kidding you, for six months. Like, not just the gym, but the entire building. And it's getting to the point that, like, I want to fire all the contractors because I don't actually understand what they're doing. It's taking a gross long time. And, like, I get so mad every time. Like, I'm just just now starting to see a little bit of, like, movement on their behalf. Um, But, like, it's insane. And I think I will take that back when the building is done and it's actually, like, beautiful. But right now I'm angry about it. And so part of that is that the gym has not been open and it has not been open since I want to say like I want to say mid-September or early October all the way until now Mm. um so yeah anyway my fitness journey is not so Jess what's your what's your motivation to get like to to fulfill that goal of quote get Mm. hotter but like I guess we'll just call it get healthier um because like when I see somebody send in that, that is my, um, that's my motivation. Like hearing oh, someone else's success is like, I got to get in the gym. Like, like I got my own things I got to work I on or it is for me, but it's also not like for me, it's like, it's quite a bit more personal where it's just like, I want to do this for me and for how I show up in my life or how I feel in my relationships or how you know, my child perceives what I'm doing or what I'm not doing. Um, Yeah, I don't think that I get, like, a ton of drive. Like, I watch people do stuff, and I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, And I used to feel the same when I had, like, a big group of of workout buddies. Like, I'd love watching them, and I'd love watching them succeed, but that was never, like, the driving factor for me. Um, For me, it's all about, I don't know, that I... This is going to sound ridiculous, but I'm going to say it anyway... For me, <laughs> I can't believe I'm putting this out in the world, but for me, it's about having cuter fits <laughs> and how they fit my body. Al Woods how... over here, Al Woods. 
I love it. <laughs> I mean, it is to be healthy. It is to show a healthy environment for Charlie and all of that. But like, <clears throat> no, it's legit because then I can wear things that right now I don't feel as confident wearing. Honestly. I, I think in general in that it's find your motivation and that's super hard, right? Like yeah. when, I mean, go back a bunch of years when we worked together, you know, my motivation was our coworkers. Yeah, we had some coworkers that loved hitting the gym all the time. Right? And yeah. like crazy fit. Like one of my closest scorers, you worked one cube beside me, super fit, um, worked his ass off in the gym. And he got me into it. I wanted to get into it. And like, you just, I mean, I, he would probably be 60 now because he was probably around 50 <laughs> at, uh, probably eight. Maybe he's not that old. Maybe he was forty then. My bad. Um, sorry, he's not. I would say this. he's probably fifty-eight. Would be my guess right now. Yeah, maybe. I don't think but, he's quite sixty, but he's late fifties for sure. Okay, but like, but I saw him like six months ago, downtown. Still shredded. Oh my god, he's yeah. such a beaut- He's such a handsome man, and <laughs> he's. Uh, I never thought he was, but a lot of people do. Um, but he's in such good shape. Okay, maybe, maybe that's how we look at things differently, right? Like, I, I, facial features you can't control. And, and I have so much respect for someone who takes personal fitness and okay. makes themselves look so... Like, I'm like... I, I mean, do, I'm like, you're I handsome. do too, but to what expense, though? Right? And yeah. so maybe I come from a different spot where um, I know a lot of people that have, like risked or impacted their personal relationships because all they cared about was getting hot and getting fit and whatever and then they've lost things in their lives um there's a balance there's a there's a healthy balance there yeah and so i I, fitness is a tricky one for me because it's been very like maybe i'll say i always respected him for that because his his fitness was high in his priorities, but I remember his one quote, and I've used it, don't fuck with my food, don't fuck with my kids, mm. don't fuck with, and I forget what the third one was. Interesting. And his value, his number one priority was his kids. Um, and to be fair, like, he'd ripped to the gym during his work day. Yeah. All the time. And so, you know what, like, at least he was still, like, he wasn't taking time away from his family or his yeah. kids or whatever. In the after hours. He was just doing that during the day. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Like, seeing a sexy person, and, and this is just a little end to this, is that, you know, like, we ripped up to Vancouver for a quick weekend, and, like, we were walking around, like, the seawall, and all of a sudden, we were both, like, oh, we're getting in the gym, like, tomorrow. <laughs> like, everybody was beautiful, and it was, like, exactly what you're saying. It was such a motivating factor. Like, we were, like, holy smokes. And not that we're, like, whatever. Like, yeah. We're doing just fine, but, like, it's, yeah. Sexy bodies definitely, like, give you that. Give some people the motivation, for sure, us. And call me vain if that's what it is, but, like, um, it gives I just... a different confidence. It, it, yeah, seeing other people have that motivation gets me motivated, and that's... Anyway, I love that, but... Okay, we're going to... Okay, but wait. Oh, okay. No, but wait. No, you less. asked me about my finished journey. I know. How's yours, sir? Uh, yeah, it's not been good, unfortunately. I, you know what I've been doing? So, like, with my health problems, I've been using it as a crutch. 
Yeah. For sure is my excuse not to get in the gym. And I need to just stop that. And because I, I can't make anything worse by getting in the gym. So um, that's what the doctor said. So get in the gym and, you know, I, I know once I get in, the like the first, if I do it three days in a row, I'm going to want to do it oh, every agree. day. Yeah. Right? And I, I just got to, I don't know why for me, it's really hard to get that first day. Same. And it's almost like I need to almost... Hmm do it on a Saturday or something, right? When, like, I don't have that, like, overhang of I got to get in the office, I got to start working or something like that or, like, you know, in my job, I my lunch is at my desk working. That's what we do. Um, I, yeah, I think that's probably what I have to do. So, yeah, it's not, it's not going well. And maybe saying that out loud makes me think about that. So totally. maybe, maybe that is my long weekend here is two or three days in the in the gym and uh i, I gotta start it though right like I, mm-hmm. I do it'll it'll hopefully help everything else that's going on with me and um yeah i, I don't know how else better to say it other than i gotta get better for myself Same for easy. myself for for yeah yourself yeah. is the best way to put it okay next one okay we're gonna go on to our next one here uh i love this one resonates very well with me uh book my first therapy session session thank you for normalizing this Uh, and this was on our confessions uh definitely the reason i finally took the leap so jess how hard is it to book that first therapy session the hardest truly the hardest thing i ever did honestly um, I remember exactly when I did it, how I did it, why I did it. Um, I've talked about this previously on somebody else's podcast, but like, um, I don't know. Do we want to get into how I felt when I did it? Cause it was intense. Um, it's hard. So let, let, let's start at the beginning. Like you book your first, and cause, and this is a recurring theme we've gotten from a bunch of people and we really haven't addressed it, but like. Uh, so maybe this is a good time to do it. Um, how many different therapists have you had? So I've actually been quite fortunate. So I've only had two. And I've loved and jived with both of them. And and one was used for a certain period of time. And then I stopped therapy for a bit. And then I, um, while I liked the one that I had, I wanted to explore a different option. And <laughs> I um, went and sought somebody else out. So... I was lucky that way, but I do remember when I was getting close to booking, people would tell me constantly, like, it will take you time to find one that you mesh with. So I've had six. Right. And because I've done one with this person, felt weird and awkward. Okay. Try a next person and um, had you know, maybe a dozen sessions with that person and then something didn't feel right there, right? And it is really hard to share with a stranger. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And sometimes you think you have one, like the, the one guy that I, I did a dozen sessions with, you know, I thought I was like, okay, this is a guy I can share my feelings, my thoughts and kind of get into it. And, and that kind of changed a little bit where I felt like I wasn't really being fully honest with myself and 
therapy only works if you're actually honest, oh, right? For sure. And um, and then it took a bit of like understanding. I, I I had to go through that process to be like, who can I talk to? Right? Like you're super lucky on that. I am. But I agree. you know, so like if you and because we have this, we've had this recurring question come up of like. How do you find a, how do you find a therapist? How do you okay. know the, it's the right one? So like, so talk to me about yeah, talk to me about what makes that therapist the right one for you. Oh, okay. Well, I just want to preface on the point of finding the right one. I did have a great uh, comment from a listener or a community member, whatever you want to call you guys, a follower, my friends, whatever. Yesterday, and they were saying like psychologytoday.com you can go on there and you can actually like filter by your city and you can read all the bios of all the therapists in your city and you can i think you can filter by quadrant i went on there and i i just did a quick play um anyway so i'm just gonna throw that out there if you have nowhere no idea where else to start that's where you need to start um what was your question again was how like how, how do you know that that's the right therapist for you like oh. what, are, what what are the things that and I can give my quick synopsis of where I think this, but like, how do you know that you found the right one? Because I didn't for four different therapists. That's that's fair. And for me, like, it's it's a very visceral like response. Like for me, it's like you walk in and feel immediately safe or comfortable in that environment. And so yeah. this is where it's different now that, um, you know, pre-COVID, all of your therapy appointments were in person. Yeah. Um, and this is where that that feeling of safety or comfort, comfortability was like way more important. Um, now it's online and I actually personally, I actually don't like online therapy. I actually prefer in person. I like online because it's convenient and I can do it in my office or whatever, but like I don't like it because I miss that, that visceral response. And so for me, honestly, like it was walking into somebody's office and just feeling safe and feeling safe enough that I could just spill my guts. So there was that. There was um, the way that the therapist would communicate with me and whether or not, like, they were... I've noticed that some can be a little bit condescending. Some can be just very, like, open and beautiful and just want you to share your story. Like, it's all about how you need to hear a message. It's kind of like a love language, I guess, is what I'm getting to in my own brain when I think about this. Like, it's like... How do you need to be kind of loved? Loved. Yeah. Or how do you need to be set up such that you can be vulnerable enough to share your most deepest and darkest good things, bad things, whatever? It It's so crazy because I think, I mean, you hit it on the head when you said you, you immediately felt comfortable. Because I would say up until my last therapist... Maybe I, I thought I felt comfortable. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really truly understand that until my latest one. And I feel... I, I don't know how to describe it other than, like, you just have that feeling of, like... See? You can... You, I can... And I have shared my toughest, deepest, darkest times. And it hasn't... I, I mean, it's been a little scary, I guess, but like, it. I, I guess I haven't felt judged or or anything, and and in others, I guess I have, right? And I, I don't know. Every therapist is human, and they're gonna 
some are certainly going to judge and it, I think it is hard to find the right one the to balance to balances with yeah. you but and once you find that right one like I, I think I, I know people would say therapy isn't for them that's fair I think therapy is for everybody I do too and it's funny like this just talking about this triggered in memory and and so I went to look so I'm subscribed to like the time hop app so it shows you everything you do from the last like number of years on this day and uh you had said earlier you know like 10 years ago today like Johnny was in Russia right and I'm like oh my god I just remembered I saw my first therapy appointment on my time hop app and I'm not even kidding you guys like it is four years ago today was my first therapy appointment I have a photo of my little feet on the carpet because it was such a monumental like moment for me and you know I remember taking that leap and it was so freaking terrifying it was the scariest thing because you don't want to be vulnerable you don't want to put yourself out there you don't want to tell you know like I don't I don't even know or for me I was scared that I'd have to relive a lot of past experiences um Anyway, and I just remember walking in and my therapist, she just opened her door and she was just like so beautiful and she just gave me the biggest smile and she was just like, Jessica, it's nice to meet you. And I went in and I just like, I don't know, beyond moving. And and therapy is like everybody, if you can. If you have the ability to do it. Do it. Like, I'm very lucky. Like, my my work takes mental health very seriously yeah. um and i will forever shout them out to yeah. to yeah. providing that yeah in the fact that not only do i get you know therapy covered if i pick my own but they also have this ink blot thing it's called where there's a whole bunch of dedicated therapists to it where then i can do a whole bunch of other therapy that's also free so um it's wonderful it, and i think you learn so much about yourself that you wouldn't even like you kind of know or you think you know and then every session sometimes i just shoot the shit with my therapist yeah and we just giggle and we whatever we laugh at each other we swear at each other we whatever but then i leave and i think back and i'm like uh-huh add a girl like you taught me something in that is right? it important though no, it doesn't like they don't all have to be they don't have to deep feel clinical tense and yeah. clin- clinical is the best way to put it Jess. Yeah. like because some of them will be but you'll get there on your own time. Yeah. Some of it is just like, like for me, I've definitely had sessions where I vent for the entire hour. Yeah. About Something. my job. Yeah. And the fact that I had to work all fucking weekend and, or the fact that whatever, you know, whatever's going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whether it's a coworker that's, annoying me or the fact that they don't put red bull in the fridge (laughs) i'm a bit of a diva to that and that's a bit of a lead into our next (laughs) one but um i my my previous job stocked red bull in the fridge for me stop salivating already (laughs) but uh but yeah like like that's the thing right like even just i i still remember venting to her about red them not bringing in red bull for me (laughs) And and she listens. She's like, "Go buy a Red Bull." Do you hear yourself right now? It's ridiculous. But like, you know how good that felt just to like say it out loud. Yeah. And 
Yeah. I don't I don't know why. It just Because at the end of the day it's not about the Red Bull, it's about it's so much not, more. Right? Um But, but sometimes you have that. to get through that, oh, right? I just want to send her a little kiss and be like Good girl, put him in his place. It's not about the Red Bull. Like yeah. I my my entire life is different because of my therapist. Mm, I love hearing that. And I don't know how long she's been my therapist for uh two years something like that and um i i can without a doubt say that i would be a different person if not for her and not that i would be a bad person no i just wouldn't be i wouldn't be able to sit here and have these open conversations like Like, it's allowed me to i i would be much more these people reframe the way we think about certain things yeah, go ahead sorry and, and be open right and just be open and vulnerable and right we're sitting here doing this i'm still not sure well i know how this was bred but i still can't believe we're doing this right um but it's all part of that yeah it's all part about just speaking your truth yeah I, I, i'm gonna tie it back to what i said earlier about my buddy Risha and said how are you doing if it wasn't for my therapist i would have said i'm good and we would have can, and then we would have still shot the shit and had a good yeah, laugh. You're still an Oompa right? I'm. He's still <laughs> gonna call me an Oompa Loompa. I'm still gonna tell him I hit the golf ball a hundred yards past him. That's cool, girls. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man, I love it. Um, but like something as simple as that, right? Like yeah. it's allowed me to have better relationships with my friends for sure. No questionable, uh, no question about it with my brother and his wife. Yeah. Like, that means the world to me, how we're reconnecting and having that similar relationship to what we did earlier in our lives. And um, I, I, I do give her all the credit for allowing me to do that. And, and frankly, this podcast does as well because it, it is another... It, we've talked about it. This is our. This is kind of our therapy. Yeah. Like we talk about what we want to kind of get off our chests, right? <laughs> but which brings us to our what next. What do we do? Which, yeah. which we're gonna move on now. Okay. Since we were just talking about Red Bulls, and this comes from the confessions, and <laughs> I know who you are. That was chirping me, and you're uh, you're wrong. Red Bull and beer is delicious. Okay, if you're an active confessional watcher, listener, yeah. I don't know what to call you, but if you are if you actively watch the confessions, you saw that a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, we got uh, quite a number of them. <laughs> back to back to back to back chirps. <laughs> that yeah. were strongly directed at Jim. And, uh, loved it. Yeah. Every minute of it. Oh, we loved it so hard. Like, um, yeah, we were together when we got them and we found them very comical. We immediately placed who they were, who they were from, and we love you. But yeah, so much. But and the crux of this one is one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> Not one of my favorites, but if I'm having a, a a basic bro day and I want a beer while I talk about sports and and finance and finance, that's what a great day that is to be able to do those things. Uh, and you need a little pick me up, but you also want a beer. You take a beer, and ideally it's a Budweiser. It mixes the best with Red Bull. A Canadian will do. Kokanee's not great, but you don't want to go craft brewery. You know I've never tried it with anything other than a Bud. Yeah, because it's it's the OG way to do it. Okay. And 
Of course, uh, this must have been born in America, hey? Okay, I don't know where it was born, but I know where I got it from. One of my good buddies, uh, we were on a golf trip. And so after our round, we go into the clubhouse. And he's the first order. And he gets a pitcher of Bud and two Red Bulls. And the next person going to order is like, oh, he got a pitcher, so we'll, yeah, we'll just go glasses. He's like, no, that's for me. And the entire pitcher? Yeah. He's a he's a large lad. He's like 6'6". Six, six. Like, he's a he's a big boy who can put him a, away. He's a double L, a large and, lad. Okay. And, uh, and so he, he got his pitcher, and he dunked two Red Bulls in there. And so we named that drink after him. Fair. And... It was hilarious. So we all started drinking them on that golf trip. There is, and because it was kind of like a golf resort. And so like other tables that were there at the same time, us started drinking them. Like it became the thing of the weekend. It was, yeah. and this human, I, I know he doesn't listen to this. He has the kindest heart ever. Every time I see him, I get the biggest smile. Uh, he's just, and he's a new dad. I hope he's getting some sleep. But probably not. Nope. Um, but he has the kindest heart out of probably anyone I know. And so maybe a little bit of his nostalgia also of ordering <laughs> it because it reminds me of him every single time. Yeah. Um, and, and we've known each other since like grade four, grade three, um, which is super cool. But uh, okay, so it has to be Bud. It, Bud and that... How, but and this person, and the confession says, sounds like a great Sunday brunch beverage. We've never had it for brunch. <laughs> I read that and my glass shattered. I was like, you're like it actually oh. does, right? Yeah. Maybe that's our Saturday. Maybe instead of a mimosa, we're having a. We call it beer bowls or no, red beers. Red beers. Red beers. Red beers. Red beers. Red beers also, doesn't that sound like like a clamato in beer though? Nah, red beer sounds fancier than beer bowl. Beer bowl sounds. Rural. <laughs> we love rural. I, I love a rural community. I could talk about going curling and, and uh, don't get me Claire's started. home and how don't much I love started. rural. Like my, Alberta, my entire career in life is yeah. based around the rural, and I do love the rural community. But, um, yeah, for me, it's full-on red beer. Oh, I, I like I the like See, we're going to fight about this because that's I the rural makes me more excited to call it a, a, a bull beer or a, what, what did we say, a bull beer? Or a beer bowl. Beer bowl. A beer bowl. Like, what about bull bull beer? Mm. It's a beer bowl. Beer bowl. A beer bowl. I love that. I want. I like. I like red beer. I, I yeah. wish I had a little bit more rural in me. I can't fix car for the life of me. I can't fix nothing. Like I am a city boy, useless oh as you gosh. get most of the time. Honestly, you guys, like, it wasn't until like two years ago that I like ever even drove on the highway myself. Like I am city princess through and through and it's I'm not proud of it but at the same time it's part of what makes me who I am and it kind of just makes me giggle but like hey, you're my passenger princess <laughs> I love it I love it <laughs> um yeah I'll carry your luggage <laughs> as you do you uh you just hop in the car oh you, it's the best you pick the music and we're good we uh don't travel too often but when we do yeah it's fun i love being passenger princess it's good yeah 
Uh, anyway, y'all need to try red beer or beer bowl, whatever you guys want to call it. In fact, maybe that'll be a That's poll. A, it's got to be a poll. We'll put it up as a poll. You guys can decide what you think is the then, better name. And then we got to have the subsequent poll. Would you try it? And then we'll give oh. a week or so and then be like, if you tried it, do y'all like it? Okay, but if you try to have to caveat this, or as Jim would say, caveat this. It's the right but way like, to say it. Yeah, it is, but it's caveat in my world. <laughs> um... It does form a little bit of a unique uh, head on the beer when you pour your red bullet. Yeah, it, it and looks And I just gross. need to tell people this because it could be enough that I think that it could maybe limit the female population <laughs> for sure. trying it. Yeah, it looks um, gross. It looks gross, but it's fine. <laughs> beer, good. Red Bull, good. Put them together, real good. Real good. And is it a... 50-50 ratio? Or no, you just, you just... It's like a... Like you're 90% beer. Okay, 90-10. Like, one Red Bull should easily... One Red Bull should get you through kind of two pints. Perfect. So if you guys do that, uh, take a photo and send it to us. Oh, yeah. Just so we can see if anybody's... Let's get some beer balls going yeah. in the in the pod. Yeah. That'll send a couple of my friends out for a oh, loop. Oh, yeah, they'll love it. So, love yeah. It. Send, oh, it, send it our way. You know who you are. I know you listen. You got to try one now. Okay. Uh, my favorite part. We're going to go Jessen off. Okay. Just for a little bit. Let's go. Just to see how it feels. <gasps> Super Bowl. Usher. Did you like the show? Loved the show. What was your favorite part of Usher's halftime performance? Ooh. I don't know what can answer. It was when Luda came out. It was when he was grinding up all on what's your pickle? Alicia Keys. What's her pickle? Alicia Keys. How phenomenal does she look? So good. Holy. So good. Um, despite the actual performance, it was just enjoying it and like reliving our youth of dancing to the songs in the bar. Um, I know what your favorite part was. What? When Usher went topless. <laughs> I heard you go, hmm. Dude looks awesome. The dude looks awesome. I'm not even into Usher, but I did make that noise. <laughs> you did call me out. <laughs> I don't call you out, but I, I had a giggle about it. That's so embarrassing. Okay, but get this. He went topless, but he kept his gloves on. Did you see this? Thing? No, I didn't. Uh, no. He wore gloves for his entire performance, including leading up to the Super Bowl. He, like, posed for, you know, being the halftime show artist and had his gloves on. And so some people are saying it's, like, a homage to MJ, like, Michael Jackson. And others are saying, like, what's going on with Usher's hands? And it's become, like, this big conspiracy theory. How long ago did Michael Jackson perform at the Super Bowl? Oh. I wonder if it's, like, a 20-year You know what? That's fair. Thing or... 30 year I like I remember watching yeah, it, it could it be like a, it could be an anniversary 2025 maybe even 30 I don't think 30 I was pretty young I was pretty young but old enough that I remember it though oh, that'd be interesting because I like I was like oh I didn't notice it during the show last night yeah. and then today I was like all I got was like gloves gloves and gloves and gloves <laughs> I I hope it was some sort of honor to Michael Jackson doing yeah. his performance. I, I mean, Michael Jackson as a human being aside is irrelevant in this. Agreed. As a performer, Agreed. incredible performer. 
love Michael Jackson as I a performer. Can't you heard me. <laughs> of course I did. I'm you would glad. have to be on the other. You have to be in another house out of here. Mm. You were right beside me, so that's fair. But like, I'm feeling very like sheepish and shy right now. <laughs> Dude, look good. If you didn't do it, maybe I would have been like, ooh, giddy up. Just a nice little. Okay, we're going to get into a tough question here in Jess and Off. Okay. Um, and I'll preface this. We talk a lot. We don't talk a lot, but we comment a lot with in the comments about leaving your spouse, like get out of there if, you don't, if you're not into it, whatever. We don't really address this part of it, but like how hard is divorce? Ugh. I know it's heavy, but like... I don't think like... Can we remove this from the Jess and off? Because, like, this yeah. is not going to be a quick answer. Yeah, fair. So, like, sidestep out of Jess and off. Like, divorce. <laughs> I mean, plain and simple, divorce is hard. Divorce is probably the hardest thing that you'll ever have to do in your adult life. Um, I think aside from, like, putting someone to rest, to be honest, like, divorce... It's ugly. It's oh, brutal. It's freaking ugly. And I know, like, it looks like, you know, from where we're coming from, is like, oh, we're having so much fun or whatever. And, and that's not always the case. Like, um, we're lucky that we found each other and that, you know, we, we are enjoying the company of one another. But, like, divorce, you, you, you grieve something that still exists, I guess, is the best way that I can say that. And, like, I know that doesn't make a ton of sense, but, like, it's almost like someone or a part of you dies, but yet... Doesn't. Doesn't. So they still go on and they move on in the world, and it's not them or you or anything. It's just, like, your life as you know it blows up, and it's hard. And then, aside from just choosing to leave the relationship, it's what follows that. Whether that's legal battles or hard conversations or... Um, people feeling sorry for you or people not feeling sorry for you or people not even like recognizing that what you're going through is a big deal like there's so many parts of that like I could probably do an entire podcast on divorce and I, maybe we have to and, and um, it's hard it, I think why I bring that up is because we have had some questions, some comments back to us that I don't want to say we glorify yeah. this idea that um, that you you should separate if you're not happy. But like the reality is, if you're not happy, you know, we can look here and see the other end of the tunnel. That's but, it. You know when you're in the thick of it and, and we just we don't broadcast this at all within the pod certainly not within like a two-line confessional response about the brutalness of it yeah and it wears on every on every party i don't think anyone goes into this and has an easy time with it it yeah. is so hard and i i think it's just a good because we've talked a lot about it recently um, so we hear you, everyone who is going through this, 
we support everyone who's going through it. Uh, we have no sides in anything. Never. And, um, and if you're thinking about it, you know, it's, it's a, you're, it's going to be brutal. It is. And but I guess like, and you kind of hit the nail on the head there where you were like, you know, we only give two lines in the confession responses, right? Like I've had it. Only a handful, but I've had a, a few women reach out to me, um, actually, and men, um, around divorce because we are, or I won't even say we. I like to say that, you know, I am the first one out of my peer group to have gone through divorce. And part of me always being uh, open and honest on social media is that I've always shared the good and the bad. Um, from way back when we used to work together a million years ago to even before that and whatever. So I've always been this kind of sounding board. And so I've had a lot of people that have reached out to me regarding like, hey, like I think I'm finally at this point where I need my relationship needs to end. Whether that's a marriage or a long-term relationship or, or, or what have you, um, male and female. And I've helped direct these people to, um, A, just to hear them, B, um, to tell them that it, it's not rosy, it's not no. glorified, it's not any of the things that it may look like. Um, I think we've been cast a certain way on the pod because it's just like people think that it's like, because we're both split, we're, we're putting that forward and that's not the truth at all and that's not what we're doing here. Um, it was right for both of us in our circumstances, yeah. and it's not necessarily right for everybody. And um, and you know, one tough time doesn't dictate a not at that. all. And when we jump to a conclusion of, or or put in a two line snippet of, you know, maybe it's time bold. Like, I, I don't want you to take I'm that as us you. being flippant about it. I think because we do know and we have experienced all the hard of it and and, to be and real, it's like, fucking it's, brutal and it's still hard like it's for me it's been yeah. a number of years and it's still hard and I, and I will shout that from the rooftops like you know I find too a lot of people are just like oh like oh you're divorced you must be great and it's like mm, let's be real though like you know you're now dealing with co-parenting and you're dealing with different things that and it's it's still a human that you spend a large part of your life a with major that part. is yeah. still peripherally around and yeah. it doesn't go away and you know you still think of those good times of course and it's it's hard to and Even that though and you know it's the right decision to have moved on and to move on yeah um it doesn't mean that you know and I, i'm the one that always says this and i get a little flack for this too where i'm like there were still good times and those people were meant to be in our lives for a certain season or a certain time and whatever and now we're forging a new path but like i don't know divorce i guess to wrap it up divorce is hard and like you said we don't mean to be flippant about anything like that's not it's not what we're here for at all yeah i think it's we're here for a sounding board and i guess for support yeah and we're we're reading into a four-line confessional and trying to offer support and if we get it wrong it's not our intention yeah at all 
at all. We're gonna we're gonna lighten it a little bit here. <laughs> Good. Um, we're obviously big Calgary Flames fans. Fuck the Edmonton Oilers. So glad they didn't get that record. F them. Same. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can the Flames make the playoffs this year? I hate this question. Um, so I keep getting little like glimmers of hope where I think maybe, but uh, put on record right now, I don't think the Flames are going to make the playoffs this year. Kay. Can they? Yes. Do I think they will? No. No. I think they're going to. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna pull it out. Snap. I think they're going to. Uh... Yeah, I think. Sorry, we're having some technical difficult difficulties here as I struggle to talk. I think it's still. Okay. Hopefully, we're still going here, but uh, I, I don't know. We're gonna have to come up with some sort of bet. Another poll. Maybe we're just gonna do a bunch of polls oh, here coming up. What? What should our? Um... We're gonna have to let the people decide. <laughs> Winner loser gets X. I like Is that. Is that the same always though, or does it change? I don't know. We're gonna have to figure that out. We'll get a poll up. Okay, we'll figure it out. Okay. Um, okay. Last question, Jason. Off. If you went to the Super Bowl as just a spectator, <laughs> whether you were in a suite, let, let's lay, let's 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 jazz this up. You know you're going to be in a suite. Someone invited you. You got super crazy like you want to draw. I don't know what it is. And you know you're going to be in the same suite as T-Swizz. Or whatever celebrity that you want to be around. Pick whoever it is. What would your fit be? Well, this is an easy one if you put it that way. If you put it that way, it's like half cash but with all the jewelry and hair and makeup possible. So your What's fit, half cash mean? I have, no half cash, half, so your, I have no idea what that means. Your fit is like you're maybe in like um, a bodysuit and a skirt or a bodysuit and jeans, but you still have like runners on or like converse on, um, but you have full face, full hair, full jewels. Like, D- Does your fit change if you're hobnobbing in a box versus just going and ripping like the 10 yeah. grand okay what do you wear if you're the 10 grand to first bowl versus so same but maybe just a little less loud jewelry <laughs> so you don't get mugged because you're in right because you don't want to get your jewelry taken away so you still do hair and makeup you still probably effectively wear the same fit um yeah just less bling Fair. Can you just before we jumped on to do this? (laughs) This has nothing to do with this. It's just Super Bowl. No, no, no. This has nothing to do with that. Um, So you could bet on with on some betting app if there's going to be a streaker at the Super Bowl, and it paid plus I think it was a hundred thousand. So if you bet a hundred dollars, you'd get paid a hundred thousand dollars. So they bet for any guy to fall out of whatever during Usher's halftime performance. Out of where? Did you see that? No. Some guy just like, I don't remember where it was, but he just like jumped from somewhere. It was like no. a streaker, but not. Oh. Okay, carry on. Okay, so if you could make, like, let's say you have a job where if you go to Vegas jail, which 
It's probably much different from Russian jail. Yeah, probably um, more scary than probably more scary than what I had to deal with. But um, <laughs> mine was Olympic jail. It's not even that scary. They were super nice to me. But when I first heard this story, I was like, "You were in Russian jail!" Like I was totally little blondie that fell for it. Like everybody, what? everybody does. Yeah, and then yeah. he explains it. I was like, "That's that." That was, that was my hook line when I started my MBA. And they were like, <laughs> we went around the 80 people, and they are like, give us your name and one interesting fact about you. I'm and Jim mine was to Russian jail. Jim, and I've been to Russian jail before. And they're all like, and you could see, like, the professors, and there was, like, still the, like, program directors were in the room, and they are just, like, staring at me. They never liked me since then. Um, and now they have to deal with me as their class president, which is super funny. But, Not surprising. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, it, and, then, and so immediately, it, it's a good hook to go meet people, right? Because people immediately are like, what is this story? Yeah. Right? And it's not as cool as it sounds, but it's still pretty cool. Um, Streaker. But hey, so if you could make $100,000 on your $100 bet, and you have effectively no repercussions out of it why wouldn't you put a couple hundred dollars on it make 200 grand what is your fine going to be a few thousand dollars why wouldn't you bet on it and then be the streaker i get what you're saying because i'm not not following why yeah why wouldn't you or get all your buddies to bet on it yeah and then you streak yeah exactly like i feel like that one could be gamed so well or pay someone, spend the ten grand to bring someone to the game, and pay them another whatever, yeah. right? Like yeah. Oh, by the way, I said that at a girls' night the other day, hundo, and they were like, hundo, what is that? And I got called out so bad. Um. Anyway, it means a hundred percent. But uh, yeah, why wouldn't you just pay for someone to do it? Right. I was supposed to go somewhere else with that, but yeah. It seems so logical to me, but. That's the degenerate gambler in me. That's the basic bro I mean, okay, in me. He just to, also okay. loves gambling. <laughs> um, to do that, though, you have to be, like, pretty close to, like, floor seats. Or, like, what do they call them? A court yeah, It's not court side. Yeah, lower bowl. Okay. So it's a lot of money. So you're 20 grand. Okay. But then you need enough that you at least make it on the field and get to start the streak. Yeah. So like you so the dude, get the dude ripped around like, pretty good. There was a guy that did yeah. it. I didn't even know. Yeah. Because oh. they don't show it on TV. You got you got to go on Twitter and find that stuff. X. Not that I was searching for. <laughs> not that I was searching Naked for a streak. But you scroll around and that and that. But like one of my degenerate gambling whatever following t- Twitter people yeah. X Xers. Xers. Lame. I'm going to call them I Twitter know, people. Um, put that video up and I was, it was like. Plus hundred thousand. Why? Why wouldn't you do this? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Right. Like, it's like a natural hedge. Like you can just or an arbitrage. It's an arbitrage situation. Like you just like. Okay, so do you want to do it next year? No. <laughs> no, because then I get I'll fired bet, from my job. I'll bet on and you. like, who can I bet on? Who and can, but like, who but if you bet like ten thousand dollars on it to make a million, you're gonna get outed on that. I agree. Right. Like, it has to be, like, you can only make, like, a little bit of money on it. You gotta make, like, a hundred grand. kind of sounds like we're talking a little too insider. <laughs> insider information here. We gotta keep that tight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need my wiener out there on on Twitter. Or do you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love streaking 
with the best of them. I think it's hilarious. But uh, probably not. A, but not on national TV. Yeah, not. Super no, that's well that's well. not my thing. Yeah. No, we uh, we don't have anything else to talk about. But I'm going to ask one more question. And for our next pod, where do you, where do you think we should go? Like we've done, uh, we've done our last few kind of relationship heavy. Mm-hmm. Should we go spicy again? I feel like we're going to do for like a real good spicy. I think we are too. Get into it. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Yeah. I feel like we need to ask our followers what they like and what they don't like, but yeah, I've been missing the spicy, to be honest. Me too. It's fun to talk about the spicy. <laughs> you give us so much homework to do and like go and learn about this. Yeah, I did. And it's so fun. Like, And part of the reason why I bring that up is because like, the research into what we get from the confessions on the spicy, we have so much fun learning about it and then talking about it and yeah. understanding what it is yeah right it's been so fun to just like figure out a part of that life that like we've never really experienced or had and it's just like even just like that thrill of just googling it and understanding <laughs> it's so fun yeah. that like maybe that should be some valentine's day plans for some people it's just like go and google a bunch of like oh, spicy shit like with your that. partner yeah and just like learn about it and talk about it I like that. It's kind of like a fun foreplay, isn't it? She's not talking because... Because she's got the biggest smile on her face. We don't don't really have Valentine's Day plans. I know we're kind of both busy, but uh, we'll uh, we'll make up for it. Do do a Valentine's Day. I hope you all share some Valentine's Day stories this coming up Sunday. Hopefully they're good and spicy and... That would be, that would get us going for, maybe we'll record on this weekend, maybe we won't, I don't know. We'll probably have a couple cocktails and and jump on the mic. I feel like we'll have time this weekend. But, uh, yeah, could be fun. So, send us your spicy, send us your fun, send us your Valentine's Day wins and losses. Yeah, in fact, we might do like an early, like early Sunday confessional just to hear the V-Day. Just a special yeah. V-Day ones. That's a good idea. Right? Okay. Because what? V-Day's on Wednesday? Wednesday. Maybe do one on Friday? Saturday? Let people rip up the stuff and then we can chat about it? Love it. See how it goes? It's been fun. It's been maybe quick? I have no idea how long this was. Quicker, but Yeah, quicker than normal. Good. Well, <laughs> as always... Go see your therapist. Don't 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 take your advice from us. We're we're a couple of idiots we're here a bunch of idiots. that are just like yep. getting things off our chest that feel really good to do for our own therapy, and yep. um, we have so much fun hearing the confessions. I have so much fun hearing Jess <laughs> give all her thoughts and all her laughs. That laugh is infectious to me. I I can't get over it. So. Never stop laughing, smiling, giggling, y'all. And just enjoy life because we're, through our ups and downs, we're trying to just enjoy every piece of life that we have together. And I hope y'all are doing the same. Totally. I'm just going to echo that and say samesies. Perfect. Boom. Dunsky. Dunsky.